Kia ora team, back here in Melbourne. It's been a while. What's been going on? How you doing? Good to see you. We are here today with Megan. How you doing, Megan? Hello, I'm good. And we're Thank sipping you. on some green teas. Yeah, it's so good. Cheers. Can't reach it. Bang. Yeah. That's probably too hot. I don't know. That's I'm scared. Right. It's nice though. I love me a green tea, actually. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit, bit too spicy on the tongue, isn't it? Um, do you just want to introduce yourself? What do you do? What's just a little bit of your story? Yeah. A little bit of my story. Yeah. Um, so I, what do I do? I'm Megan. Hello. Hello. Um, I moved to Melbourne two years ago, just over two years ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. a, yeah, what am I? I'm a dancer. I'm a dancer. Dancer. A dancer. Yeah. Um, so I teach kids uh, dancing and I perform as well. I work for a Bollywood dance company. Okay. And... You can time saying dance because I teach kids, and if I don't say dance, they don't know they what don't I'm talking understand. about. I yeah. understand your problem. I have to say H. Yeah, that's funny one. Because like funny one. with uh, music, it's like uh, the musical alphabet is A B C D E yeah. G, and then I'm like, what comes after G? And they're like, H. H. I'm like, no, it's H for starters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, cool. What got you into dancing? When did you start dancing? Forever ago. So I started dancing when I was three. Um, Wow. Yeah. What type of dancing did you start with? You start with ballet when you're that little. Um, But lots of it is kind of just uh, movement coordination and rhythm and body confidence. And, yeah, so, like, I teach my three-year-olds. We do fairy flying with our wings and we pretend to be small and we're popcorn and we pop up. And (laughs) so it's all about getting them comfortable with their bodies. Yeah. Uh, So I started doing that and then I just kind of grew up dancing and I loved it and I didn't want to stop. So I... Yeah, that's what I do now. And where did you grow up? Sorry? Palmerston North. Palmerston yeah, North. Yeah, I grew up in Palmy. What was that like? I actually, now I think about it, I don't think I know, I don't want to say I don't know anyone that grew up in Palmerston <laughs> North, but I don't, yeah, I don't know someone. many. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was it like growing up there? It's pretty good. It's a small town. Um, yeah, it's a small town. A lot of people that I grew up with are still there. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of. How small? What, like, what's the population? Oh, I don't know. I should, I should know the answer to that question and I don't. I've got old mate Google. Hey, Google. What's the population of Palmerston North? The population of Palmerston North, New Zealand, was 88,700 as of June 2018. Larger than I expected. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it just feels like a small town. Yeah, right. Um, Do you go back there often? I try to. I try to probably once every year. Yeah, Go that's back. good. Yeah. Is your family, like your mum and dad, Yeah, all my family is still there. Lots of my best friends are still there. So there's still quite a network of people there for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's if, not. If you do go back to New Zealand, is that the main place yeah. you base yourself? Yeah. Palmy. What's yeah. your flying route then? Do you fly into Auckland? I fly Wellington usually. Oh, yeah. Is that direct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Melbourne to Wellington's direct and then you yeah. just kind of get a bus or a How far whatever. is Palmy from Wellington? Two hour drive. Okay. Not far. That's chill. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty close. Nice. Okay, so yeah. you started doing dancing when you were three. Mm-hmm. That was fun. It was fun. And then, like, so you obviously enjoyed that. And then what happened from there? Ballet? Yeah, so ballet for a while, picked up some other styles like jazz and tap and things. Um, and then when I turned, I'm going to say 16, I started teaching. Really? Yeah, so nice. I kind of got taken on as like a student, senior student. So I was helping to teach, which was cool. Yeah. And then who were you teaching? Like teaching kids, teaching people my kids? age. Yeah, my age, from about three up to my age. Right. And then I started teaching adults as well. 
Ooh. So that was a little bit of a weird. Yeah, is that weird? Trip. Dynamic, it eh? was weird because I was young, like I was yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So that was weird. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And then when I, I moved to Dunedin after that and studied a bachelor of performing arts. Yeah. So I kind of just fell in love with it and decided it was what I wanted to do. What when? Forever. What was was there a turning point? When did you decide you wanted to do that? I, oh, I don't really know. I don't think there was a turning point in such. It was more just kind of like. A realisation that yeah, you love it. And this, yeah, this thing that I just like always done yeah, yeah, and then just kept doing and it was time to go and it's weird, eh? study and I was like, I guess that's what I'll do. It's weird how like, like hobbies can like expand just into yeah. your, your life, and like, <laughs> like your life decision. Like dance especially, like I see it in some of the studios that I teach at over here. It's this whole community. So like you see the teachers all the time, like yeah. us teachers are really close. So it just becomes this kind of community and when you're a part of that, you almost want to stay a part of that. And so you kind of, yeah, it's not just like you go to your dance, like your dance lesson once a week. You're definitely a part of a community. Like it's a way of life and it's something that kind of follows you. So um, when you said you studied a Bachelor of Performing Arts, Mm -hmm. was that right? Yeah. Was there a major in that or? No. So it's split across um, dance, drama and music. So you study all three things equally. Yeah. Um, through the university. Were you so, leaning more towards the dance side? Do you I, get to choose that or is well, it actually just... So there are some set papers, but it's pretty, like, chill. But mm-hmm. I I only did one dance paper in my whole degree. And the rest oh, really? of... Yeah, the rest of it was all, like, music and theatre. Yeah. And I just did... I did lots of dancing outside of uni. So I would kind of go to um, classes and there's a little... A dance student kind of collective. And we would do dance classes. The, yeah. Um, the were you teaching while you were at uni? Yeah. 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 Good side teaching. cash. No, I did it voluntarily. Oh, well, yeah, good on that's you. How, yeah, that's how much I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made no money for it for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, was the transition quite hard to bring your dancing skills over here? Um, what, did that, what did that encompass? It, like, it kind of was. I got pretty comfortable in Dunedin. Like, I was, by the time I left, I was pretty well known. Like, I was walking home at, like, 1 a.m., as you do when you're a student. Yeah. Um, and I got stopped in the middle of the street, and this guy was like, hey, that's that dancer girl. Yeah, yeah. At 1am by someone I'd never seen before. So I got pretty well known for like big dancing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I would often get asked to do shows, which was cool and really good. Except that when I moved here, I hadn't auditioned for anything in such a long time that I'd kind of forgotten how. Yeah, right. So I got here and I was like, oh, I've got all this experience and kind of had no, no skills to be able to show that to people. And it was like, it was pretty disheartening because I'd apply for things. With no kind of, I don't know, no kind of nothing underneath me. And so I get a lot of like rejection letters at first being like, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the game. It is, right? Yeah. yeah it you got to just need a foot in the door, eh? And it's, it's always a hustle. Like, it's, you've always got to meet people. You've always got to network. You've always got to. It seems like, like for me, because I'm in the music industry, it's like, it just seems definitely more about who you know and mm-hmm. getting that foot in the door. That's, yeah, definitely. That's the hard part. But then. Oh, it's always hard. <laughs> it's always, it's always hard. hard, yeah. It's just like <laughs> yeah. the arts the arts industries are just hard to hard lifestyle to lead, I guess. But once you I think you're right, like once you meet that person who can get you some like a foot in the door, get you a show, from then you meet other people doing that show. So then they offer you work and if you offer them work, then it all kinda co Yeah, dot to dot. Yeah, bang. yeah, it's exactly. And it all kind of rolls from there. Like the yeah. more that people know what you do and who you are the yeah. more that they're willing to kind of give you an opportunity. Yeah. So. So yeah, you're, um, you're teaching over here, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. how did you get into that? 
So I... Because you said you got a few rejection letters and stuff. What I was did. that? What well, was that for? So lots of that is teaching. Lots of that is performance. Okay. Um, stuff as well. So in terms of teaching, I, I applied kind of out of the blue for like a, a Saturday morning um, teaching job. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I probably won't get it. And I, it just came up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. places. And so I applied for it and I ended up getting it. And that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Two, a year and a half ago. Um, and then the same thing happened. Another kind of job came up on Facebook that they were looking for a teacher. Yeah. And so I got that one as well. And so now I teach at two different studios. Yeah, right. Um, which is cool. It's good fun. Facebook, eh? Providing yeah. the goods. Yeah. Was it like a certain page or it's a group? It's a group. Yeah. It's a group. What is it? It's literally called like Dance Teachers Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah. Straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they just come up with like, we're looking for a teacher on these days in this area. Like, or lots of advice as well. Like, it'll be like, hey, I've got this really troublesome class of yeah, right. six-year-old boys. A community of sorts. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. Um, so how often are you teaching? So I'm teaching four days a week, but yeah. it, it picks up. In it schools? No, at studios, so at dance studios, and okay. they come to me. All right. So Learn. is it during school time or is it after During school terms, after scrum. After scrum. Scrum. After scrum. After school, but in the in school the studio. Term. Okay. Yeah. How big are your classes? Some are huge. Some are like 10 and some are two. Okay. Yeah. Is there a certain type of dance that you're teaching or is so it just I'm dance in general? A whole lot. So I teach tap, I teach jazz, I teach ballet, I teach hip hop. Okay. But kids are signing up for a certain dance yeah, form? They are. They're yeah. They're like, okay, I want to learn how to tap dance. Yeah. Bang. And then yeah. you're like, yo, I'll suss you That's out. That's cool. Let's, let's tap dance. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a preferred? No, I actually don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a favourite. What What do you find kids are most interested in then? Like, what are they signing up for the most? I don't know. It's kind of, it's a bit tough. Like, when I, when I was learning dancing, you kind of did your, your ballet and then moved on from there. Um, and now lots of kids are coming in wanting to do, like, acrobatics, and like acro balance and what acro arts. What's it's like that? tricks and flips and ah, okay. all sorts. And so all of that stuff is really prevalent at the moment yeah. and the one that I find kind of that takes away from in a way is tap dancing like lots of people are coming in wanting to do all these other styles to do tricks and flips and whatever which then means that my little tap is a like the the numbers decrease yeah um, right so it's stealing from the tap yeah. dancing oh well, I don't think it's I don't think it's stealing from the tap dancing it's just interesting to see that kind of the difference in the way that the industry is going, right? Almost, there's like a less, I don't know. Tap is something that's kind of classic and very timeless. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not. It's just not very popular right now. Right. So. Well, maybe you could assimilate it to like classical music then a little mm. bit. Kind of, yeah. <coughs> tap and musical theatre kind of go hand in hand. So right. it's one of those things that will always exist. But is sometimes a bit less popular than, especially for kids. Yeah. Okay. Like lots of adults come in wanting to tap. Yeah. But lots right. of kids are. That's interesting. Yeah. What other? How many different dance forms are there? If if you can quantify, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Far too many. Yeah. Because you talk, like, what do you consider? What do you consider a dance form? Do you well, know what I mean? Like, if you're a student, that is true. Like, right? what is what is the definition of a dance form? I don't know. I I would have thought like, if I could pick a certain type of dance form to learn, that's mm-hmm. how I would, like, define it. I guess. But do you like? Do you then count? Uh. Communities in West Africa, for example, mm-hmm. that grow up, they don't go to a dance school to learn. 
Yeah, they're yeah. just like that's true. They just boogie. But they just learn how to dance for cultural reasons. Yeah, I would say that's cultural dancing. Like this, I would call it West African dancing. Then, if if you're gonna put a culture yeah. behind it, you I, know? yeah. But then I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a it opens a whole can of worms as to what yeah, you, yeah, yeah. what's dancing and what's not. I feel yeah. I feel and like yeah. so in uni, we were studying things. We were studying the one dance paper that I took. Was studying like movement as dance. So okay, then you'd yep. look at like rock climbing, mm-hmm. for example. Like, do you consider that dance because it's a type of movement right. and you're using the body? You can, and... Depends how broad you want to get on exactly. the definition of dance. Yeah, so it really depends yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah, interesting. Movement is dance. In the same way, did you kind of, because in that paper, mm. were you even considering like running as a dance form? Everything. Right? Yeah, everything. Okay, so the only time you're not dancing is when you're sleeping, or is that a dance? Well, exactly. Exact, <laughs> this is a question. Hey, this is a question. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, cool. In terms of performance-wise over here, yeah. what's going on? Mm. What's I'm the scene put my like? Tea yeah. Um, what's the scene like? I don't know. So I do a couple of things. So I'm part of a Bollywood, Bollywood yeah, and yeah, belly so dance yeah. company. What is what's that then? So we do Bollywood, like Indian style. Yeah. Um. Whereabouts? Like Dancing. On stages or? Yeah, like? so we do lots of private functions. We do like weddings and birthday parties and um, restaurant openings. So I've danced at like Indian restaurants while people are having dinner. Yeah. and Yeah, so we do stuff like that. Lots so of private acts, functions. Does it act as like an agency then? So like someone will come to this Bollywood company and be like, oh, we're looking for some dancers. And then they'll be like, kind disperse, of, yeah. disperse their dancers out. We get booked. We get booked for events and they'll say like, we want five dancers to do. Um, fire twirling and uh, Bollywood, okay, or belly dancing and yeah, you know, Latin or whatever else. So we do a range of stuff. How many dancers are on the roster at this Bollywood? Uh, I don't know. I think there's about there was ten of us for a while. Okay, but I'm not sure at the moment. Yeah, yeah. lots of us somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big company. Okay, cool. Nice. And you could get sent out in groups of maximum from one to ten. One to ten. Yeah, okay. it really like. Depends on what the client is looking for. What's the change in dynamic when you're performing as an individual compared to performing as a group? Um, it depends. So, so just from just your personal opinion, I think in terms of the sort of stuff, the smallest. So I've danced with one other person for Bollywood, which is always a little bit like kind of more intimate, and you do smaller venues. Um, whereas like. Bigger groups are kind of more flashy, and but you've also, as a, like a dancer, you've got to work harder to make sure you're in line with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Yeah, so it just it really depends on what you're looking for. Like in saying that, I do so I do a lot of cabaret stuff as well. Okay. Um, and that stuff, I almost always do solo. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So that's a really kind of different dynamic Ooh. from doing that to. What is cabaret? Could you just go into a little bit of cabaret dance yeah, and description? Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. So cabaret, a cabaret is almost like a flashed up variety show. Okay. So it's kind of um, like vaudeville and cabaret traditionally are just like a hodgepodge of music and uh, burlesque and dance and theatre and magic and comedy and all sorts of things. And they were often quite political. Right. Really political. Uh, especially in like Berlin during like World War Two, right? Uh, things like that. How how does I don't know if this is a good question or not, but how how does dancing like how do you translate politics into dancing? 
Or is it more the theatre, like the or talking side of it? Both. Right. So I, so, um, I guess, so uh, a weird example that comes to me is like Fraser Anning being it. Okay. If I then, if that happened and that was a big thing in the news and then I did a dance that was like juggling eggs and ended up cracking eggs all over my head and held up a sign that said, hello, I'm Fraser. Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like I get you, I get you. So like it's a dramatic representation more. Sort of. It can be. I think in terms of cabaret, I use dance more. So I do like burlesque. And the dancing that I do becomes more like of a medium to get a message across almost. Is there a certain message that you're trying to portray or depending on the show. Okay, depending yeah. on the show. Yeah. And you said this is mainly done individually, this type of dance? Depending. It's depending. Yeah. Because it's like You're saying that you mainly do it. So I mainly do it individually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because it's such a like a variety show, it can literally be anything. Okay. Well, when how often do you perform for that then? So I do lots of different ones. I've got a couple coming up. I produce one at the end of every month. So on the last Saturday of the month and it's based on the seven deadly sins. Okay. Which is cool. Um So you're like targeting one sin each? Yes, yeah. So there's usually about five five to kind of ten performers. Um and we we get one sin each and we all do whatever we want. So right. there's been all sorts on stage. Like I, um, for greed, for gluttony, one time I sat on the stage and ate a cheeseburger for three minutes. Like it's, <laughs> it can, it can honestly be anything. And there's been all sorts. There's been, um, we've had fire twirlers, like people doing flips and crazy shenanigans like that. And yeah, then yeah. people that, yeah, there's oh. drag kings and queens. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It's a big cool. mishmash. Um, whereabouts are you doing these performances then? It just all over the yeah, show? Yeah, so in all Melbourne? over. Yeah, there's a couple of really good um, cabaret theatres in Melbourne. The what one about, that, or the one I perform at most is called Club Voltaire. Yeah. And so it's in North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's where I put on my little, little shindig. So that's cool. Cool. So. Could you run us through a day in the life of Megan before she uh, dances? Oh, my goodness. It depends what day. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. You're doing different styles. I do so Let, much. Let's talk about this North Melbourne venue then. You've got a, yeah. you've got a little... You call them gigs? I, I call them shows. Shows. Because if I go yeah. to watch a band play, you call I say gig. I'm going to a gig. Okay. So you got a show on in this North Melbourne place. What was the name of it again? Club Voltaire. Cool. So you got a show on there and then what, how do you get ready for this? Um, Let's wait. say it's one of the seven deadly sisters. Let's just talk about okay. the breed shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, did, I don't know. Like I, a lot, because I produce it as well. A lot of it is like, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten my – to do the run sheet or to yeah. organise this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that kind of panic. And then I just put on my makeup and organise everyone, make sure we've got the music ready, make sure everything's good to go, get how, to the theatre. How do you choose your makeup? How do I choose my makeup? Oh, I don't know. Like, do you just – is there – and how do you choose your costume? That's – it depends on the act. Okay. It depends. So, like... But it's up to you? Like, you yeah, get to choose what you wear? Yeah. So, lots of this stuff is my own kind of uh, creation. Mm-hmm. And same for a lot of my performers. So, like, we often have, I guess you'd call them alter egos and, like, yeah, performer, right. yeah. like, personalities. So, mine is called, like, Stella Delor. Okay. It's my performer yeah. personality, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, I've got, like, a... A little wig that I wear that's like a certain color and a certain shape that I know 
And as soon as that wig is on my head, like I'm Stella, like I'm a whole yeah, different yeah. person. So then that kind of helps to create what I want to wear and what I want to do. So how did you create Stella? Oh, do you know Dog Two Tails in Dunedin? I do. So do you know Les on tour? No. Okay. So there's a cabaret series in Dunedin and Christchurch mm-hmm. called Lads on Tour. And so that's how I started doing um, cabaret stuff. Mm-hmm. So we did a show at Taste Merchants, which I don't know if that... I don't know that place anymore. either. Is that in Dunedin? In Dunedin. Okay. I don't know if it exists anymore. So there's a little venue in Dunedin and we did a cabaret there. Yep. And then we went to Dog or Two Towers for a drink afterwards. Yep. And I was just chatting to the bar staff and trying to be like, I don't need, I need a name. I don't have a name. I'm yeah. Doing what I do, but I need a whole whole yeah. other persona to kind of make it a real thing. Um, and so Stella came from like the stars. Dalor came from Alor and Tulor. So this kind of like I don't know this like whole illusion that I'm gonna like draw you in and I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Alor and someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a siren. Like a, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So and so then from there it kind of the the name was created. And then the personality kind of grew a lot from that. Ah, okay. As I like, so it's a work in progress. And, yeah, it, it, it like I guess a, a bit less now. Pretty like, defined now. Yeah, it's a pretty kind of established character. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like back then, it was like, yeah, that sounds cool. We'll just do that. When you were creating this character, mm-hmm. did you like kind of write write it down as you were going? Like, actually, I have making for... it concrete. So I worked with a photographer mm-hmm. and I wanted to kind of give her an idea of what I was about. So I wrote like a bio yeah, about like yeah. what I do. Yeah. And from, so then I sent that to her to be like, this is what I want to capture in these photos. Um, and from there, I've written it down for bios to like advertise myself for shows. Yeah. And if a producer's like, what do you do? Who are you? Something that I can kind of flick off and be like, this is. Almost like a press release kind of. Kind of, yeah. Right. Almost, yeah. And so you wrote that yourself or did you get anyone else involved? Yeah. So you've done most of it yourself, the character development. Yeah, lots of it. It's definitely been like a a journey, like performing with lads on tour is definitely where I started and definitely what kind of grew me as a performer and grew this character to a place that I could take it to Melbourne and be like, hi, I'm this established kind of performer that has this. Established character. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Hey, have you got any other characters or just the one character? Just the one. Yeah. Is that yeah. something you've ever considered doing? Expanding kind of. characters? I don't know. I don't really know what I do that for. Mm. Maybe one day. Lots yeah. of people rebrand and things. So. Yeah, right. We'll see how we go. Would you have any advice into how you would, if someone wanted to develop a dancing character and use it for, well, not necessarily cabaret dancing, but just mm. dancing in general? Depends. It depends what you want to do. Um, like I wouldn't – if I was like a professional ballerina, I wouldn't. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. But, for example, for burlesque and cabaret, it's quite common to – you create a stage name and then you – it's almost like being a different person when you perform. Yeah. Like you almost kind of lose – An alter ego. Like yeah. Saying. But, you, like, I don't, I don't worry about, like, the washing and the dishes and what I'm going to have for dinner. Yeah, When right. I'm there, I'm kind of just very – Engaged in what I'm doing. So yeah. that's kind of, I guess, why it's another character. Well, it kind of reminds me of, um, if I could make a comparison to sports, like whenever we were about to play a rugby game or something, mm. it was like boots on, switch on. Yes. So it's kind of like that's wig so, on, character it's on. It's so <laughs> true, yeah. yeah. 
And like I like we'll put the makeup on and still kind of not feel quite there, and then I'll put the wig on and yeah, I'm like yeah, she's here, ready to go. Like cool. So yeah. being as a dancer, it mm. must require a bit of like, is there quite a lot of body maintenance maintenance that you have to do? More than I should. Yeah right. <laughs> like, so what what is what is your body maintenance then? Oh nothing at the moment. Nothing. I eat a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. No. Like, Do you have a diet of anything? No, or? I just eat. Yeah I yeah. Just really love food. Get the food in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love the foods. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so much good food in Melbourne too. No, I think, I think there should be, but it's like anything physical, like it's more it's more the mental thing of, um, like healthy body, healthy mind. Like when you look after yourself properly. You obviously perform better and you obviously work better as a human being. So yeah. you're able to kind of like uh, train better and practice for performances better and you're a bit more switched on so you can, like I can draw my admin quicker. Whereas if I'm like not looking after myself and not eating properly, yeah. everything's harder. So it's not like, it's like body maintenance I would say is just kind of look after yourself a bit, mm-hmm. you know. Is there any like specific workout Regime that you go through? Or? No, I like yoga. I like doing yoga. That's yeah. good. Smack out some yoga. Yeah. yeah. No. Mombat buzz, eh? Love what, it. What got you into so that? So good. Uh, just being in Melbourne and yeah. being like... I like started always, when you got here? Yeah, it's always something I kind of wanted to do and didn't really do in Dunedin. Mm-hmm. And then getting here, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do yoga. Yeah. And cool. I just did. What do you like about yoga? I like that it's movement, but it's meditation at the same time. So you can kind of... You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think because I dance a lot for, like, income now, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely has become, like, a, a bit of a job sometimes. Yeah, So it's almost naturally. like, yeah, so it's almost like if I'm, if I'm dancing a lot and then I want to go to a dance class, I kind of almost have to force myself to go. Yeah. Whereas with yoga, it's more of a chore. Kind of, yeah. Like, so you actually enjoy doing yoga or is, it, yeah. is that a chore as well? No. Okay. Way less of a chore. Daily? No. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so just when you're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, man. With yoga, I found like, because there's obviously um, a lot of yoga is connected to spirituality and stuff, but I, I never actually discovered, I haven't got any spirituality value out of it myself. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely just found more of it in terms of physical conditioning and like, yeah. When I started doing yoga, I realized how tight everything was. Yeah, and it's I was just good like, for a stretch. Yeah. Fuck, I need to fucking do something, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm ruined. My body's wrecked. Yeah, it's good for that. So, like, yeah. it's, I actually find it quite a painful process. I, I see it. I probably view it more as a chore, but I try to do it every day. Because, That's good, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to be able to, like, move when I'm older and shit. It's definitely, <laughs> it is a workout. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying you don't have to work hard mm. to do it. But it's almost, in a way, it's a bit more low impact. Yeah, it's a different type it's of workout. It's a different eh? kind, yeah. Especially, it's so like, vinyasa, for example, where you're moving the whole time. You're kind mm. of in this, like, flow state. Yeah. Which is really good for getting your body moving and keeping it moving. And I always forget that I'm going to be sore until the next day. Then I'm like, this is fucking pain. But it's not like... I'm not, like, going to the gym and, like, pumping weights and doing stuff that's really high impact and, like, hard yeah, yeah. for your body, so. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost mm. just the stretching is a different – it's a different type of exercise, eh? Mm-hmm. And that must, that must tie in a lot with dancing. Like, it's yeah. a flexibility element yeah. to dancing. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I teach that right from little as well. Yeah, like, good option. Nice. Yeah, we're doing – yeah, we do all of our stretches and, yeah. like, yeah, lots of them are like, it's really sore, and I'm like, but it's really, like, good for our bodies yeah, to be yeah. able to move. Yeah. This way. Like, if it's sore, it probably is probably good. Like, I guess, well, there's a good type yeah, of Yeah, there's a good type of – I know that sounds dumb, but yeah. there is a good type of pain because it's mm. like a 
the muscles are, are stretching. Yeah. You know, you don't obviously want to injure anything. It's hard to know, like, if you're pushing it too hard. Yeah, and, like, I'm really careful. I'm really gentle with my little ones to kind of feel their body. Yeah. And where they, like, if they're doing a stretch and I'm helping, like, I'm guiding them through that, if at any point they start to feel, like, p- proper pain yeah. or they start, their body starts to really resist the stretch, that's when we kind of let go and... Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. Chill out. Nice. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I think we'll close out this first part. Yeah, cool. So do you have a recommended song for the listeners? I'm putting do you I on have the spot. a recommended song? Oh. Anything tasty on the listening so far? I don't know. What do you, what do you want? What kind anything, of, anything. Anything. Oh, my Whatever gosh. Whatever pops ahead. <gasps> um, a tasty song. There's lots out there. There's so many songs. Give us something juicy. I'm trying to think what's good in Melbourne bands at the moment. Mm. Maybe I really like Take It Off by Hot Sludge Fun Day. That's there you cute. go. That's a good. Go for a listen. That's a good Melbourne band. Check it out. We'll be back soon. <laughs> And we're back, straight into a little segment that I do at the start of part two. Curious question. Well. Okay. You've got a thousand clones of yourself. What do you do with them? A thousand clones? Yep. <gasps> Form a dance troupe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Holy shit, man. Because you could. That would be huge. And I'm kind of supposing that with the clones, you're all going to be like thinking the same. So you're going to be able to like move in harmony so well. And like. Well, it's like we were literally just talking about, about how, like, that's your whole life when dancing becomes your whole life. Yeah. Um, I could just train them from the get-go. You could. And they would just be dancers forever. But so they would be so good. And imagine what you could do with a thousand people in one show. Totally. That would be a big show. That would be huge. I'm also kind of supposing that these clones are going to know everything that you already know. So I don't even think you're going to have to train them. Done. Yeah. Sorted. <laughs> so that's what I would do. Just straight in there. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Thousand clones of myself. I don't know what I'd do. Hmm. Probably just, just real boring stuff. Just like make what? them make them do all the boring <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You know? Go. I guess, but like, there'd be way more washing and like cooking <laughs> to do because you have to feed them. That's yeah, a they lot. They still have to be a person. They still have to like make money. <laughs> yeah, they probably. Yeah, in fact, I'll probably get sick of them. To be honest, yeah, they're exactly a thousand like is me. a lot. Thousand of me. Ugh, Send them out to the world. Yeah. Go do your own thing. Do their thing. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brunswick. Yes. Give us the rundown of what it's like to live out there. I love it. I love Runny. Um Yeah, it's good. It's north side. It's close to the city. So much good. How food. close is it to the city? It's like a twenty minutes on the tram. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I might buy like it's Parliament Station. And, like yeah, it's pretty good. Um yeah, it's close. It's close to everything. Location's good. Lots of good food. It's really, like, hip. Like, there's 100 record stores and really yeah. good coffee and mm. up shops and all of that. Like, Really good food, you see. Really good food. Yeah, stop there for a sec. What's your favourite type of food you had in New Melbourne? Oh. If you know. can. If you can. I don't know if I can. Mm, feel you. Is right. there any, any good places out in Brunswick that you'd recommend just off the top of your head? Tedamona is good. That's what type of cuisine is that? Lebanese. Mm. That's really good food. Lots of like hummus and bread and yeah. yeah. Love me some hummus. What else is really good in Brunswick? The Beast. Beast is like a bar. 
um, on Ligon Street. Super good. They do like a full, they do like pub foods, like really good burgers. Yeah. And they do on Mondays like a vegan soul food night. And so you can get literally everything you've ever dreamed of vegan. Vegan. Yo. So good. Yeah. 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 What, else? what else is going on out there? Lots of gigs. It's pretty close. We're right kind of on the cusp of like Fitzroy, which is all gig venues and yeah. bars and yeah. Do you hit a few gigs, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I quite like to go watch some, some live music. We're yeah. pretty close to all of that stuff. So, Are you in a flat or you got like yeah. just a place to yourself? No, nah, in a share house okay. in like a flat. So How many people in your house? There's four of us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's four of us, which so is So you... And do you live with your partner? Yeah. yeah. So me and my partner and then two other people as well. Are they just got a room each then? So it's like a three-bedroom house? It's a three-bedroom, yeah. yeah. Is it's it expensive out there? How much do you pay for We room? pay – so I pay five fifty a month. But obviously, like, my partner and I share a room. Yeah. So that kind of cuts those costs. Sick. Um, which is always good. <laughs> yeah, that's gangster. So. Yeah, but, yeah, every, I think it's like 800 700 and something a month. So it's not bad. Yeah. Especially because our location is really good. Yeah. Like, it's really close. Yeah. Um, it's quite – I think it's generally more expensive out there than it is out west, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because what do you pay? I pay 130 here with all bills. A month? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. A week. I was Sorry. like – Yeah. <laughs> 130 a month. That's a joke, right? <laughs> wow. That would be good. Um, But, no, I'm yeah. pretty happy with that as well. 130 a week with bills is pretty good. It's pretty damn Yeah, solid. I think we pay – it's like 140, but that's not including bills. Yeah. So you kind of – it all, like, racks up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is a nice house. This is way bigger than my house, too. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is like a big backyard, too. That's good. We, yeah, and we have, so there's someone that lives in that little, I don't know if you've seen when you're coming out, it kind of looks like a garage, but there's yeah. like a little bit out there, there's like an outhouse. And so oh, yeah. we have a person that lives out there, too, but it's completely self sufficient. So yeah, they call sufficient. Can they do yeah. yeah. So we actually cool. don't like share the house with them. But, um, yeah, I, I'm liking this house. At the yeah, moment. it's good, and nice. we have little chief going too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we definitely couldn't. We're talking about getting like an old cat or something to just like come and. Are you hang a cat out with or us. a dogger? I'm a dog person. Yeah, I actually, fun fact, I really love lizards. Mm. Like, if I could have a dream pet, it would be a lizard. Random. They're fucking cool, man. That's They're so trippy. cool. That's so cool and snuggly. Like, you can get real cuddly lizards. What What is it about a lizard that? I don't know. Gets you They're just kind of. They're fascinating. They're pretty fast. Like, yeah. I find them really cute. Have you seen a snake over here? Not in real life at a zoo, but not in. Yeah, yeah. neither. Right. Like, I nah. thought I might have by now, but. Nah, I went out to um, Dalesford. So yeah, Dalesford that? is just out of kind of it's like regional Victoria, um, and that is where we saw like a, a huntsman spider, like a big, fluffy giant. Huge yeah, it was pretty scary. Fuck. Yeah. I was actually just talking about this the other day. Because yeah. a lot of people have a phobia for spiders. Yeah. I mean, do you? Like, I don't love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not them. like, eek. I'm a bit eek. I'm not like, <laughs> it's not my worst fear. Like, I'm not going to cry and scream. And Do you have like an animal that you're most scared of? I think I'm most scared of snakes and spiders. Yeah, they are. They are pretty scary. Um. Anyway, spiders. I, I'm, I'm not really eek. About spiders at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just because back home in NZ, it's like, well, they can't, they can't kill me. No, nothing's going to kill me that, over here. Yeah, like everything will kill you. I know. That's the thing. That's the fucking that's the thing. That's the problem. I know. So, like, back home, I see a spider and I'm like, ah, chill. 
I see a spider here, no matter what it is, because I don't know anything about spiders. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, chill. Wait, is that chill? Is that spider yeah. chill over there? Or is that going to kill me? Especially because they're so, lots of them are big over here, even if they're not harmful. Totally. Like, huntsmen won't hurt you, mm-hmm. but they're huge. Mm-hmm. They're really, really big. So that is enough for me to be like. I, I haven't seen a big spider, but I imagine that they're hella more scary than a bloody Daniel Longlegs. Way more. <laughs> Way more. Yeah. Is there anything that you um, miss about New Zealand? Um, Apart from people? Most, mostly it's the people. I miss the greenery, like the trees. Mm, yeah, hard. Yeah. It is beautiful back home. Yeah, and, and like Brunswick is kind of, it's not quite in the city, but it's very, very city life. Like it's, it is. A, it's, yeah. yeah, it's still quite like busy roads. Um, like we're off Sydney Road. Which yeah. is like pretty hectic. So busy, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so like it's, it is pretty busy where we live. And there's not a lot, like there's a couple, but there's not a lot of trees. So I miss that. Like where I lived in Dunedin, you had to walk up um, this like set of stairs that are basically in the bush. Where did you live? Lived in Pine Hill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Up, yeah, up kind of that way. So, yeah. So we used to have to walk literally through the bush, up a set of stairs. And then through the garden to get, like, through the um, Woodhall Gardens to get home. Something you can definitely take for granted from New Zealand Easily. as well. Eh? yeah. Because I was constantly surrounded by that because being from a small town, there's a lot of greenery around. Yeah. And I lived on a, well, lived on a farm for a bit and still have the farm. Yeah. Which is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I just course, forgot. Yeah. Like, I went home, I just went home recently and was just on the farm, I was like, Holy shit, bro. That's beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Did the same, like, over Christmas. I went home. Um, and so I've got family in Wellington. Yeah. So we're at my dad's house in Wellington. And just looking out over, like, the water and being able to see, like, we're right by the airport. So being able to, yeah. like, see the city across the water and being able to see just, like, surrounded by trees and greenery. It was mm. like, this is, like, as Kiwis, we have such a connection to that. Like, yeah. it was such, like, a calling to the land. So, but I feel like I miss that a lot being here. And something that, like I was saying, not necessarily take for granted, but you won't even recognize you that you have notice. a connection. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that until I went and lived in America for a bit, you know? Yeah, I was just like, Because I was like doing the whole travel thing. I was like, oh, I've got to see as much shit as possible. Yeah. And then I went back home and was like, Oh my god! I haven't even I haven't even like looked around my country properly. Yeah. And then I was like, this place is fucking beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, it is. So you reckon that would be the thing you miss most? That's the thing like, I miss the most is probably just, yeah, being able to kind of be surrounded by. The natural beauty type element. The trees, element. Yeah. yeah, and just kind of, yeah, like feeling that. Have you found land. anything that assimilates that over here? Like have you been on any cool adventures? We went to, probably what's the last adventure? Went out to um, a little, again, kind of regional Victoria. It's called Tacoma. Okay. Um, I haven't heard of it. Do you know... Have you heard of Puffing Billy? No. Being here? Puffing Billy is this like train that goes through like the bush in regional Victoria. Right. Um, and being out there was probably the closest. To New Zealand. To, yeah, to New Zealand. Yeah. But even then, like we went on a big bushwalk and stuff, but even then it wasn't, it was nowhere near the same and you yeah. have to kind of go somewhere to get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went out to Brighton Beach. Oh, yeah. Probably a week ago. That was beautiful. That was really nice. And because it was such a sunny day, it was nice to, I don't know, the beaches in Melbourne aren't very... Beachy. Good. No, they're not <laughs> yeah. at. So that one was kind of, it was kind of nice to be that close to 
the water and be like, this is kind of, that's kind of what I, a part of what I miss about being home. It's a but sad, it's a sad true fate. Like what you're saying, the yeah, beaches aren't that good here. It's just like not. all that natural beauty stuff is just suboptimal. <laughs> so just, true. It's like, oh yeah, this is cool. It's cooler back home. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went and did like Great Ocean Road and I was just like. Yeah, it's all right. So, yeah, it's okay. It's we a cool did, coast, yeah. I guess. It's when not I that first, cool, When I first moved here, someone took me and my partner to do it. And they were like, oh, I'll show you this bit. It's really beautiful. This is really pretty. And we got there and we were like, what? Like, we'd just moved here. Yeah, high expectations So, I think we had, yeah, such high hopes about this beautiful spot in Victoria. That's, it just wasn't, it didn't do it for me. But. Yeah, that's so annoying. Mm. Is there anything else that you like? Do you go on adventures often or? Not really because I don't have a car. Yeah, um, neither are. Yeah. But I don't need a car here. <laughs> nah. Straight up, eh? Like yeah. public transport's that good. It's really good. Yeah. And like I, like, I don't know. I travel quite a bit on public transport for like work and stuff, which I don't mind doing, to I be honest. I actually kind of like it. I kind of like it too. It's like, I don't know. It gives me a bit of downtime to read my book or like. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. I smack out a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Know, music. Yeah. I mean, you can try talk to someone if, you, if you're in the mood. If you <laughs> – I get up quite early for a lot of stuff. So at 6 a.m. people aren't oh, really yeah, like – yeah, They're not in that mood. No. Yeah. Oh, that no. is early 6 a.m. Yeah. Shit. Depends on the day. But yeah. Is there anything yeah. else that you like to do around Melbourne for fun in general then? So you like to go to gigs, you're dancing a lot. Yeah, gigs are good. Dancing's good. I really like – there's lots of cool bars and things here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Been to like any like I don't know comedy art art galleries. Mm, kind of just the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I I like watching musicals. Oh yeah. they're here because they're quite accessible. Yeah. Like. How do you? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I haven't I haven't been to a musical here. No, they're no. pretty like. So they happen quite often. Obviously, lots of musicals come to Melbourne because it's yeah. like a big city, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's good to kind of for something different. Like, they're pretty expensive, so it's not something you go to all the yeah, time. But you don't just nip into a musical. Yeah, you're not just like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Should we go to a musical? Yeah. Like, it's definitely a – it has to be something you really want to see and, like, you got to pay. How much right. How much do they normally cost? I don't know. The last one – so I went to see Muriel's Wedding, which is, like, a classic yeah. Australian – yeah. Um, and that was, like, $75 on special oh, or something. Bad. So it was okay, but it was, like, I don't know, don't just, like, bust out $75. To where, where was that? In the city, I can't remember what theatre it was. Right. Her Majesty's Theatre, maybe. Right. But, yeah, there's quite a few of them. Like, Harry Potter's still playing at the moment. And mm. yeah. Well, yeah. So, is that a musical? That's a musical. It's oh, two parts. Oh, it's a play, actually. Is that maybe The Cursed Child? Yeah, two parts to it. Isn't it, like, sold out forever? They released a whole bunch of new tickets. Oh, did they? Yeah, I haven't gone, but I don't know. You're Harry Potterer? Like I am, but I'm not obsessed, mm. you know? Yeah, you're not in. I'm not in. Have you read the books? No, I've read the first three, mm. but a, a very long time ago. I haven't read them. No? I've just watched the movie, but I'm a big advocate for the movies. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They are good. I just, like, one of my mates once told me, like, you haven't read the books. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, your life is incomplete. No, it's not. It's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, I feel like I can read something better. <laughs> Speaking of movies, we watched all three Lord of the Rings movies. In a row? We watched two in a row. We watched number two and number three in a row. And it was 
both extended versions, which is like no nine, way. nine hours Holy of like, shit. yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I love the Lord of the Rings one. I love, and so much of it was really nostalgic. Like it was like, we were looking at it and being like, is that Central Otago? And like so much just Hard. feeling that like greenery, that like greenery and being like, ah, oh, that's so beautiful. Like that's what's, our country. What's your favorite um, Lord of the Rings? I don't know. It's all come going. On, come on. I like lots of elements of it. I li- like I like the second one because it's the most. It's definitely the most dramatic when there's I a big like the battle. One and, too. Yeah. yeah. But then I like at the end of the the third one how it's all everyone's like crying and they're all in love and they make it. Happy and ending. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, and then he's got like a little got like a little family. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite character? No. No. I always thought it would be cool. Like when it first came out, there was lots of behind the scenes stuff to do with Gollum, like how they made his kind of physical stuff, um, like all the CGI behind that. His dance. His dance, which I would love to do. I'd love to do a movie a where I could, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. crawl around on the floor. Like be a creeper. Be a, be a weird kind of creature. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like a spider, actually. Kind of, yeah. Spider-like movements. Eh? Yeah, lots of kind of, and like weird, like his like spine mo- I don't know, it's weird. Who, it's was cool. it, who was it that wrote Lord of the Rings? J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because The Hobbit's a prequel, right? Yes. Did he write The Hobbit first? I'm not sure. But The Hobbit is a kid's book. Ah. The Hobbit is a kid's book. It's one little book. Man, they made into really made movies. that. They <laughs> really stretched it. <laughs> Whereas The Lord of the Rings is like one book per movie. Yeah, yeah. And big books, aren't they? Big. Have you read those? No. Right. I read it. I got the Hobbit read to me as a bedtime story. Oh, really? Child, yeah. Trippy. What have you been reading lately? I'm reading. What am I reading at the moment? I'm reading um. The, the portrait of Dorian Gray, the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Okay. Which is cool. What's the little snip? Little snippet. I've like I've literally just started. Oh, but okay. Yeah. This guy called Dorian Gray gets like a picture commissioned, of himself, and it ends up something to do with the fountain of youth. And so he starts to, he stays young and beautiful, but the picture starts to age, I oh, think. Okay. I think. I'm literally just in the very beginning yeah, of it, yeah. so I'm not sure. But I've been reading a lot of, um, there's an author called Murakami. He's quite, he's a Japanese author. He's quite well known. So reading lots of his stuff at the moment. Right. Which um, is good. Mainly fictional reader? Yeah. 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 Do you ever read nonfiction? No. No. What is it about fiction that you like? Do you like the whole dramatic side of it? Yeah, or do you think just... there's like a deeper truth to fiction than there is? <laughs> so deep. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just like the story behind it. Like I like kind of those like fairy tales and yeah, all of those stories. I, I feel like nonfiction though. is too – like I read – I do read nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. But I find it much easier to kind of like get into a world. Immersed in a story. Yeah. Why do you think you like stories? Do you think that people in know. general just maybe think in stories? Really? I think it's a part of what I do is storytelling, like a part of like yeah, dance right. and theatre and theater all of that of stuff. It, right? yeah, yeah, it's really kind of like, like I was saying, like conveying a message, like it's really storytelling and it's really yeah. kind of. Story is a message. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. What's so. the moral of the story? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of, like, a lot of my teaching stuff as well, like when I teach. Um, my ballet kids, like, it's very much, like, and reach up into the cupboard and get your key and lock away all your, like, yeah, your tummy yeah, right. muscles, hold them nice and strong. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, uh, 
open up your open up your toes so we make a big happy smile with our toes. Like a lot of that is storytelling too. So Yeah, it is, eh? Maybe it's just the way my brain works. I think it might be the way that all of our brains work, <laughs> eh? To yeah. be honest. People have been selling telling stories. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah for so, centuries. Like even before we started recording them. Mm-hmm. I think that we've always been telling stories. Yeah. It's like at best is a story all entertainment? Is that what entertainment is? A story? I think a part of it is. I think it also comes from trying to convey a message. So lots of, like, um, bedtime stories traditionally were trying to, like, help help our kids learn things or, like, yeah, things like that. Um, and trying to, like, lessons and legends and myths are all a way of, like, teaching. Maybe that's how we learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a part of it. It definitely hits home more for me when you just, like, storify something. It stays in your head longer or yeah. something, right? Yeah. But I personally probably enjoy reading nonfiction more myself. Do you? What yeah. are you reading? I'm um, reading The Rape of Nanking. Yeah. Have you ever heard about – so it's like the un, they call it the forgotten holocaust of World War Two. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked Yeah. Up. I'm reading it and just, like, it's about the Japanese um, – uh, taking over Nanking, which was a Chinese city. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the capital, actually. And so they were there for, like, it was just in a few weeks. And they killed mm. killed as many people as what their, no, more people than what the atomic bombs did. In, wow. In about a few, like, a few weeks. And it was really bad, like, oh, it's disgusting. Like, they, the, the, river, the river was literally running red yeah. with blood. They would, like, dissect babies into four parts. Mm. They would, like. It's so bad. They would um, practice, do like live bayonet practice on people. Yeah. Uh, copious amounts of rape going on. Yeah. And then they actually like made family members rape each other and made the other family me- members watch them. Yeah, do it. it's awful. Just real fucked up shit that you don't yeah, even know is possible. It's happening, yeah. And it's hardly been documented. Yeah. Like, Why? Why is it such a secret? So... The theory is, um, I haven't read the whole thing. I think this is what it is. So people were so caught up with the whole blaming Germany for World War mm-hmm. II a lot. And yeah. So, and then Japan kind of got a free pass a little bit yeah. because they were too busy blaming Germany. And then it's also it was also just a historical thing. Like um, the government didn't acknowledge that they did that. The gov- um, I don't know if they have acknowledged it yet. But Japan was just in denial of all those yeah, facts. Yeah, they yeah. denied everything. And so no one had any proof. And then, I don't know, just like weird stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it enough. But it's, it makes you wonder, like, what are all those things that we haven't heard about? And it's, yeah, it's one of those things, like, if you stop telling a story, people stop hearing that story and then it just fades away. And, yeah, it does, eh? You know, like. Like, I'm pretty sure... I heard the other day that um, people aren't like kids don't even know what um, what the Holocaust was now. You know, yeah. As Just soon as you stop talking about it, yeah. yeah. Other things to talk about, I guess. As well, like how yeah. do you prioritize what you talk about? Mm. Like, what parts of history should we hold on to mm-hmm. and not forget? It's hard because it, it hits more of a note with some people. Like personally, the Holocaust doesn't it doesn't hit like a personal note for me. I like yeah. think about it and I'm just like. That shit's fucked up. Yeah. That shit's fucked up. Let's try and not do that again. That's, and that's <laughs> what I was going to say is I think that's why it's important we talk about it. Yeah. So that we know that this has happened and now, 
like in our world and we know that this is something that we don't ever want to do again. We yeah. never want to kind of like it's gotta stay relevant. subject other people. Yeah, in a way it does. Like and because of how like things are kind of going in the world at the moment, in terms of like politics, I guess, you could almost say that you've got to kind of keep those things relevant so that we don't so that when we don't can fall into spot, the same trap. Yeah, hey. we spot our politicians being a bit sneaky. Scary and we it? know. Yeah. Do you, fuck, do you fuck with politics much? Not a little. More in New Zealand. Yeah, Like, right. when the New Zealand election's on. Yeah. That's kind of something that I follow quite, like, closely. But in terms of Australian politics, like, I, I should more than I do. It's more just that because I can't vote, I'm, less, yeah, much, I'm less in touch with, like, policies. And I know at the last election I was kind of just a bit disheartened by everything that happened um, in terms of the government that we have now, which... A pretty slimy. See, I don't know anything about the politics here. At, yeah. Except for the fact I was working at Triple R, or volunteering at Triple R, yeah. Triple, the radio station. Yeah, yeah. And I was taking calls for uh, Big Z, who does this, um, like, uh, a talk hour, pretty much, where he just yeah. takes calls and stuff. So I was just taking the calls and then passing them on to him. But <clears throat> Triple R's pretty, like, heavy left-leaning um, mm-hmm. politics. So I definitely got, like, that side of it, and they were definitely pissed off about the yeah. election and stuff. But that's about the extent to my knowledge, and I wasn't even really paying that much attention. Yeah. I just don't. Politics is a weird one, eh? Because we should we should pay attention to politics. We should. But it's also, man, it can get you. Because I, I got real into American politics for a bit. Yeah. And then I just realized maybe I could better use my time instead of trying to, like, worry about this stuff. Because yeah. you can get too invested in it, I reckon. Right? It, yeah, it depends how you're getting invested. Like, I like following New Zealand politics and what's going on because that, for me, like, I want to end up in New Zealand eventually. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty important to kind of – and because I can vote in New Zealand still. Like, yeah. obviously, I still want to kind of keep in touch with everything that's going on and making sure that the country is – Good. Yeah, as going good as in a way that, yeah. yeah, we kind of want and that is sustainable for the future. Yeah. Whereas in terms of news, of American and maybe Australian politics as well, I kind of like I dip my toes, like I kind of listen out and yeah, see what's big in the news. But otherwise, I just don't. The other thing, don't spend the energy. The good thing about New Zealand is we're so small. It's like the politics yeah. are a lot easier to manage. Yeah. Whereas in like American Australia, how the fuck it's do you huge. govern the whole? I know. Country they've got <laughs> such a team behind them too. Like what was that? Sorry. Especially in America, there's such a team of mm. politicians that are like. Behind Trump and behind like his whole kind of party, yeah, yeah both ways as well. Like, it's all team based. Mm. It's definitely a case of like who you know. Like, yeah. Once again, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so that. true. But that's what I, that's what I really like about New Zealand. I like how small we are. Yeah, the fact that we can, it's more localized, I guess. Yeah, you know? and just the fact that. Fucking Melbourne is the size of New Zealand population wise. I know. There's one just Mental. congested together. What? Yeah. It's crazy. It and is it crazy. Feels like New Zealand's big when you're there, like the landmass, but so small. Like, have you done any other travel around Australia at all? Not really. I've been to Perth and I went to, I performed in Adelaide earlier in the year. Oh. Yeah. Um, what was Adelaide like? Adla- I was only there for one day. It was oh, okay. beautiful, but it reminded me of Christchurch. Oh, was yeah. kind of the way that I could put it. Like, it was really beautiful. It was much smaller and much, much quieter than Melbourne. But it was still kind of like, I don't know. If it was in New Zealand, it would definitely be like a bustling city, kind of like Christchurch. Yeah, is. yeah, right. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, I haven't, beautiful. I haven't done much travel around Australia either. Well, while I'm here, when I was younger, I came over and stuff and mm. did the whole Gold Coast thing mainly just for the weather, chasing yeah. the weather. Mm-hmm. Thinking about driving up the East Coast though. To, yeah. To Brizzy. I don't know how long that takes. Yeah. Probably a pretty big job, I'd say. Yeah. It would be good though. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. I was like, while I'm here, because in my head, probably want to end up in New Zealand as well yeah. at some point. But while we're here, may as well like have a look around. Yeah, explore a bit and see what's going on here. Mm. Yeah. Um cool. I think we're all almost ready to close this out. Yeah, chill. So at the end I do this thing called the high virtue test. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's just I just give you like two options and then you just kinda of pick which one you kinda of lean more towards. Okay. Okay. No in between. I was gonna say I'm nervous. Oh, you should be. <laughs> okay. Bored or OCD? Oh. Bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> comfort or adventure? These are hard. They're made for that. Um. Oh. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm so in between. Comfort's mean. Adventure's good too. <laughs> oh. Adventure. Okay. Um, compassion or competition? Compassion. Harmony or honesty? Honesty. And group discussion or solo discussion or individual, like one-on-one discussion? Group discussion. Um, purpose or pleasure? Oh, this is so hard. Thank you. <laughs> pleasure. Um, happy and sad or content? Happy and sad. Question or answer? Question. Power to the individual or power to the group? Power to the group. And then last one, yes or no? Yes. Nice one. Thanks. Cool. Bang. Slap, chief. You're awake. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in, team. Thank you so much for coming on, Megan. It was thanks great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was cool. I think... We're going to go enjoy our Saturday afternoon. Sounds good. Do it. See you later. (laughs)